only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. change that music because it's very um it's sad it makes me sad and this it is not a sad me, podcast it makes me want to take my clothes off it That's does it makes me think brown it does, it does. <laughs> That's not do you remember silk Ooh. stockings yes oh, yes that's the soundtrack yes. yes so that's specifically like skinamax style uh-huh. yeah i was an extra on that show you would be i <laughs> i was <laughs> <laughs> you this were is Laura Kane after dark, Hi, by the way. Going, Hello. Thanks for tuning in. That's Nick. He is oh. our special guest co-host. Oh my god, Hi, Nick. podcast. Nick Pagliocchini. He does traffic reports in Los Angeles on the biggest station there is, Coast, and on KFI. Yes. And here's Eric Rimmer, my And co-host. I do I do traffic on <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and for Lemon Grove, off the ninety four. Totally. Where, where Eric does it. So I talked about the my new little f- guy that I like, uh-huh. Alfie. Yes. I love that he's 6'3 and he's your new little guy. Well, how, what else do I call him? What should I call him at this point? He's I not my boyfriend yet. He's not my, he's not Can we my be main... like 90 years old and call him your main squeeze? Not oh, yet. Shucks, Laura. Just not call yet. Him, just call him your friend. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is a text I just got oh, from Oh, good. Him. Okay. Uh, funny story. My mom is a huge KFI listener as well and listens to your guests from tonight every morning. Ha ha ha. She's been listening to your podcast recently as well. Oh no. I love the oh, terror no. Oh, oh my no. god. Oh no. Oh my gosh, I'm starting to pee a little bit. Wait. <laughs> awesome. How far back has she been listening? I don't know. I don't want to oh know. Oh my god. I don't want to know. Wait, so is that really how you guys met? It's because she's been listening and she like is setting you up? Maybe. Alfie? Alfie's mom. No, we met um, at a restaurant. No, I know, but like, wasn't, wouldn't it be crazy if it was Kismet and it was actually his mom listening to the podcast? So I was like, oh, you should talk to this chick. I oh swear. God. Hi, Alfie's mom. Oh, get this. Yeah, what is Alfie's mom's name? I don't know. Hi. Alfie, what's your mom's name? Hi, Alfie. I don't know. But okay. um, he was in Vegas over the weekend. And when I was driving up to my mom's house, I was like, he doesn't like to gamble. I'm like, please, oh, please do the roulette wheel because I have a number that is coming to my head and I need you to put money down on it. So he's like, all right. The number was four because that's the date we went out for the first time. Oh, it hit. What about that? What about that? I'm like, let's think about this for a minute. How cool. Hello. Something's going on here. Is it just me? Probably. It's just me. Well, just for now, it's not for you. It's not just you for the long run, but right now, like we talked about last episode, specifically enjoy the butterflies. Right. I'm going to. Great. Like, just don't put the cart, put the horse before the cart. You know what? No, cart before the horse. Until those butterflies turn into a bunch of crows. No. What I've decided (laughs) is. Murder. All right. No expectations at all. Will I have. One day at a time. Yeah. And no, I'm not going to. No, no expectations. And therefore I won't be disappointed. Right. Okay. Let's, before we get into our host chats, let's talk about Barry's Hair and Sweetums Wipes, our awesome sponsors. Are you looking for a new hairdresser? Well, good. Barry's Hair joins the podcast. She's been doing my hair for years. Barry is an artist who specializes in shortcuts, amazing color, updos, braids, weddings, and she makes house calls for those special occasions. Find Barry's Hair on Facebook and Instagram. Mention the podcast. You'll get 15% off your services. 
New sponsor on the podcast is Sweetums Wipes, the intimate wipes with flavor. Cinnabon, pina colada, and mango, just to name a few. Perfect for a daily refresh or for spicing things up. Dr. Elisa invented these, and they are pH-balanced and non-sticky. Get Sweetums Wipes on Amazon or at SweetumsWipes.com. And you can get them on our Amazon store. The, the link is on our bio in Instagram and Facebook. And I'm going to see Barry tomorrow, Friday. And I'm excited. For the hair on your head. Yes. And my mom's like, don't make it blonder. I'm like, I'm going blonder. I no, feel. Yes, I, I am. You I am. To. I am. Uh, why don't you ever I have listen to. to me? I'm feeling a little depressed. Would you listen to your work husband for one second? I did listen to you when you told me what to wear on my date. Yes. And I, it worked out great. So thank you. You're welcome. But with the hair, I feel, no. I just feel like I have black roots. No. And I need a little brightening oh, up. How, How long have that? you two been married? I know. We've been married for, for a so long, long time. For like 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, we jumped into it with both feet like fast. Yeah. I'm impressed. Okay. Thank you. Yes. So now it's time for my host chat. Laura's host chat. It's very exciting. We special guest. Because it's about this oh. person. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm very excited. And this is really cool. See, she, will you um, bring up the Bluetooth? Thank you, Daniel. Wait, it's not ringing. Let's see. Let's see if I'm connected. Um, hold on. Technology is the best. I know. No, you no. know what? No, you're fine. Oh, the Bluetooth is on. I need to be connected to the roadcaster. Oh, no, Evan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh, now you know who it is. It's Evan. But I have something cool to tell you. Okay, got it. Um, I was like, who's Evan? <laughs> your how come that's all daughter? of a sudden? <laughs> Evan, who's Evan? Is that Alfie's no competition? <laughs> okay, now it's not letting me. Um, why isn't it? Um, okay, how about you troubleshoot that and I'll do my chit chat. Yeah? Thank you. You got it. So the thing that I want to talk about is, um, uh, I don't know, a month ago, maybe? Uh, Victoria's Secret, which is one of my absolute favorite um, brands. Uh and always has been. And I love the Victoria's Secret fashion show every holiday season. I'm sorry. I may more. I like it too. Yeah. But I was going to say, I may identify as a gay man, but yeah, that was like, who doesn't do want to see Do you love women's bodies? I do very much. So I enjoy them in hands on and not and like, you know, but and so I was very disappointed when the um, Victoria's Secret fashion show was canceled. I understand we're in a very different era. We're in a different world. That just doesn't fit the branding anymore. But what does fit the branding is gender neutral clothing at Victoria's Secret. And I'm a little disappointed that I didn't bring it for show and tell, but I actually bought my own gender neutral um, clothes. So I got a pair of shorts from the pink collection, their athletic line, How fun. and a hoodie and a burnt, like they're both in burnout material. So, which is okay. funny because I, what's burnout material? It's that like somewhat um, see-through. Yeah. Oh. Like kinda, mm-hmm. It's very soft. And, but, oh yeah. So you can like, you know, a little nip slip. Where does it say oh. pink? Uh, the... Pink is across my bristicles. Mm-hmm. And then the um, on the shorts is on the leg. How do you feel wearing it? It's legit. I, every man's gym clothes should be made out of this material. I'll mm. tell you that much. I mean, maybe the fashion part of it, eh, whatever. But like, I mean, it was fun. And I, I it literally was a dare from KFI. So they're like, oh, you'd never do that. I'm like, I'm already ordering it. Oh, wow. So anyway. Oh, that's cool. I so, yeah, love that. So I will definitely, that'll be on Instagram sometime soon. But yeah, so I... Was really excited because it's nice when a brand puts uh, its money where its mouth is Big and time. says we're going to try something, even if it totally crashes and burns, which is very possible. But I was like, I I know I will enjoy wearing this to the gym. And you have no shame. And, no, and I have none. None so. of that. I think that's great. Um, I figured it out. Or do you want to go next? Or do you want oh, me to no. go? Okay. So something very cool is happening on May 29th, and it involves... This young lady, you can turn it up now. This young lady that's your... That's my... Evan Elizabeth. Hi. Hi, beauty. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Did you finish your homework tonight? No. Evan, you need to because you have to go to bed early. (laughs) None of this going to bed late stuff. Here, let me me try it. Evan Elizabeth, finish your homework and go to bed. Oh, that gets Look at that. Did you see that? Okay, so Evan is wants to be on Broadway someday. She's a singer, she loves it, theater, and she is the newest 
student at Fordham University in New York City. She just got Yay. her official sweatshirt, and <laughs> it's very exciting. Evan, I'm so proud of you, and you're going to be great. But Yay. something even more exciting is happening. Evan, tell them about Broadway San Diego. Okay, so basically, um, I was nominated by my drama teacher for the show I did, which was Frozen, and I was Anna, or oh, Anna in Frozen. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, and so she nominated me for Broadway San Diego. So from there, I had to send two songs and videos of me singing songs um, to Broadway San Diego Awards. And then from there, they asked me, they invited me to a call back, which was in person, which was like two weekends ago or mm-hmm. like last weekend or something. And um, I went in and I sang those same two songs like with them in person. We talked a little bit after. And then I got the email that I was part of the top 20, which means, and there's 10 girls and 10 guys. Um, so I'm nominated for best actress from Broadway San Diego. Um, and if you, there's two winners of Broadway San Diego. There's one girl and one guy. And if you win, so if I win out of those 10 girls, um, you get to go to the Jimmy Awards in New York, which is National High School Musical Theater Awards, oh. which is like This the, is like big, it's like the precursor to Broadway, pretty much. The Jimmy it's Awards. Like, yeah, it's really, really, really exciting. So I'm so happy. Oh, my God. And oh, she, my God. Evan, I'll show you the picture of her with the other girls. Now, they all are pretty girls. Um, I don't know what the guys look like because I only have the girls' pictures, but I'm telling you what. <laughs> I'm and I'm just being, too. I'm being a mom, I know, but- you tell me, she stands out like crazy. I'm like, Evan, you jump off that page. You, ah, Evan, you really do have look. a great oh, smile. Yeah. Do That's you see the that? first thing I noticed Thank when you. I saw that. Right? Yeah. It's like, do you see? Do you well, yeah, you're also like dead center. I know. Yeah. That's true. I mean, no, but I'm just saying, no, no. Evan, your smile is absolutely, you don't know who I am, but that's fine. That's <laughs> this Nick, is, by this the way. This I sounds like some creepy old man talking to you. I know you're um, my heart. Okay. Uh, no, you, this, you really do have a stunning smile, so. I mean, so if you want to go cheer her on, she's going to be performing with all these girls and all these guys. Um, it's on May 29th. It's at the Horton Theater downtown, I think. And it's on Ticketmaster. Balboa Theater. Oh, <laughs> Balboa Theater. Oops. Um, but let me know and I'll send you the ticket link. They're like 16 bucks and we can be Evan's cheering section. Wait, when is it? May 29th. Yay! That's Sunday. What time? Six. Oh, I could go. Oh my God. I would. L- she would die. She, I'm taking yes! Maggie. Oh, we're going. Okay. No way. Yeah, I'm going. I'll be there. We'll get you tickets okay. if you're serious. Yeah, I'll okay. be there. Okay, great. Um, thank you, Evan. I'm so proud of you for many, many reasons, but this oh, is big. Thank you. I love you. I love you too, beauty. Love you, Evan. Bye. Love you, all of you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Isn't that so cool? Oh God, so, that's awesome. She's worked so hard this year. I mean, it's been a hard year, and she's still working so hard on homework. I'm like, she is. She should be... A, able to be a senior now and I'd do be like out toilet work. papering somebody's house right, right now yeah i know she's i mean we just talked to her on the phone we don't know if she's not but not what doing homework out well out to toilet true papering. true because yeah. like she's not under my roof right, right now, exactly. so i don't know you're anyway. fine you're not a crazy no are you a helicopter mom no with either never of them ha- never have been okay in fact i um quite the opposite i've never really Free-range been parenting no i've never really been the kind that like is involved, super involved in their school. Ah. And I kind of wish I had been more involved in their school, like maybe been at the PTA or something, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't my jam, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So there's that. Eric. Yes. Host chat. Eric's host chat. What's up? Well, along the lines of Victoria's Secret. Victor's I Secret? I, huh? Victor's Secret? Well, no. Maybe it should be. Okay. I'm not exactly sure what's going on right now in in the world of um, fashion. Oh, God, what the hell? Um, I would like you to look at this. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know where to get those, by the way. What? I feel Why? like I should make them. No? Why? They're shorts with, with the, the butt cut out. The but butt the pockets out. out. Yeah, Isn't the, pockets the back pockets. That's mm-hmm. There's a piece of fabric that covers your butthole. 
Mm-hmm. So it's and G-string, hypothetically, a, a very know, fat, like stylized G-string. Okay. The website Shein. Oh yeah. That's where you can find. Oh those. my god. Interesting. Well, these okay. are at Nordstrom. What? Nordstrom. You're kidding. No, I wish I was. You're kidding. No way. That's not their style. Well, it is I now. I thought that's what it's. It's not Nordstrom me. rack. Allegedly, maybe it is the rack. Oh um, my god. But I'm having a huge problem with side boob under. I had a client that came in today that had massive, massive under boob. And I'm like, why is that sexy? I don't well, want to see you're your jugs. you're a gay man. You probably don't think it's sexy. No, but, but why, why? It just looks like cheek leak on the top. <laughs> Daniel, do you have a comment on this? Daniel, do you think that's sexy? <laughs> like oh, to see like the under boob? Is it like, is it hot? I'm not particularly into it. I think side boob is a little more. Uh, is it like a peekaboo situation? Sexy, alluring, you know. Oh, alluring. alluring. Okay. The under boob kind of it's it's like it should be, but it comes off sloppy. Like it's hard to make it look purposeful, and I think yeah. that's part of what makes it not look stylish or elegant or really even that appealing it literally looks like you should be carrying a pot-bellied pig under one arm and like a six-pack under the other so it's green acres is that what you're saying this is green acres situation how do you feel about nipples no i don't want to see nipples either men or women well i do like nipples so you do do you think it's uh (laughs) is it distracting because i've been not wearing a bra a lot lately because i just got a boob job and it's so fun not to wear a bra because I don't have to but True. there's the nipple situation yeah well hey do you remember so the Farrah Fawcett poster was kind of conservative except yeah. for the nips yeah mm-hmm. like the Which hard covered. Nips. yeah of course yeah but everybody bought the poster because of the nips sure is I, that I don't okay th- to like walk into Michael's with the nips well I don't think it would be great to walk into Hobby like a Lobby. church service or something Hobby, Hobby, Hobby. Into oh Hobby Lobby Hobby Lobby Hobby Lobby Throw oh me out. my God. They would really kidding? throw you out. Oh my God. Or into like a, some sort of a, you know, Sunday school event with big old hard nips. Yeah. Well, yeah. Would. Yeah. But do you remember the movie, the deep with Jacqueline Bissett? No. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So do you know the only reason people went and saw that movie was because she wore a wet t-shirt the entire uh, time uh-huh. and had hard nips the entire time. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. So let me tell you. Before I walk into a vent, I just pinch mine really hard and walk I in. I taped my nips down tonight because I was wearing a tight shirt before I put this one on, uh-huh. and my nips were showing. So I used fashion tape, and I taped oh, okay. my nip down. See, I can't tape my nip. My nips are always hard, though. Okay. So are mine, and I was able to do it. <laughs> no, you would be able to do it, but it hurts. I, I see from the peanut gallery that nobody was interested in that. <laughs> I know, yeah. like, okay. uh, I was wondering if you, <laughs> the taping thing. I was wondering if no. you would show me, Laura. No, it just yeah, no. it reminds me of this scene in the movie Gummo, where these girls are putting it on and pulling it off to try to make them puffy. So it's like, oh yeah, it it's just, just, just as long as you're just doing it to conceal them. Yes. I'm not doing anything kinky like yeah. that. Well, no. at least not now. <laughs> no, don't do anything from the movie Gummo. It's I don't no. think I'll ever see that. That movie. was so, weird. it doesn't sound like anything I'd ever want to see. Actually. It was based on who that, that Satan. I think. No, on that devil. guy who wrote, uh, did the cartoons? I think uh, I don't I'll, I'll look it, it up. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now, uh, so I just have a problem with it. I would like to know why under boob is a thing now. is acceptable. Yeah, because well, I don't think it is. I also don't like to see the cheek leak, where girls wear these. Oh, um, but see, sometimes bathai is good. Bathai. Yeah, where your butt meets your thigh. You, the oh no, no 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 no! Is it that's ever like, good? No, that's like ankles. This is oh, what, I wish Cree were my here. god. I know Cree. I we, like, okay. I can't wait to get Cree's feel on this because I'm like, no, I need you over here. Okay. Okay. I got to tell you the most. Uh, Harmony Corinne was the the director of Gummo. Oh, that's probably who you're thinking. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I saw. You know, I have a thing about teeth and feet, right? Mm-hmm. What is this, saw, a fetish? Wait, wait, no, wait, no. no. Tell me about what you're thinking. He's a freak about no, teeth falling out. Like I'm. Oh, if I see somebody get a tooth knocked out, all for sure. So on Judge Judy last night, yeah, they had a a guy that was a defendant, and he had one tooth. I had to turn it off. Really? Because it just in his entire mouth there was one tooth. <laughs> on the top, it was the front tooth. 
right one. Every other tooth was gone. I was like, you're on. How does on, he eat? You're on Nash. I don't know. I'm, he uses it like a chopstick. You know what? He, he doesn't, like must not get it. any respect. Like, you can't oh, sure. get respect with one tooth. I was like, I, oi. But I had to turn it off. I couldn't even watch it. Then, during the day yesterday, I had to run over to DSW, which was a huge mistake. Not that I needed a pair of shoes. I just wanted to look. There was a guy with flip-flops on that had, like, ballerina toes. Oh, like hammer toe-like thing? Oh. oh, my God, where they were all crisscrossed over each other. It looked like he actually had three toes versus five. Like, oh. I I totally panicked and had to leave. So <laughs> twice yesterday, I had my worst... <laughs> did you have your blood pressure cuff with you? I didn't. It probably would have been <laughs> at stroke level. Okay, we have a yeah. very, very... You have a blood pressure cough? Yeah, yeah, he has to do it like four times a day. Because, oh, he has to do it. Yeah. I thought you were like it. a hypochondriac. No, oh, no. Okay. All right, uh, this no, This is a new thing the doctor wants him to do. Okay, yeah. he's well, not, let it slide yeah. Great. until the doctor says stop and you keep doing it. Yeah, I, that'll... Well, it barely happens now, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. So we've had listening. Cree rushing on our oh, show. Man. I think it was a year ago, probably I about a year ago. Cree. And we've seen him perform a couple times. He is funny. We love him. He's a great person. So, Nick, if you would switch seats. Yes, I will be glad to. And Cree, come on over. Join the table here. And, Nick, don't be shy. You be on the mic. Okay. He was on with us last year. He was hilarious. Oh, my God. Cree, rushing. Hi, Cree. Hey, hey, hey. What is up? How are you? Hey, You're very soft-spoken. Hey, you know, I'm just uh, hanging out like snot trying to get what you got. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So uh, tell us what's been going on. Since the oh, year you've man. been on, what have you been doing? Man, what haven't I been doing? Um, just staying busy, staying productive, and just, um, you know, working on my craft. Lots of shows. Um, been doing a lot of stuff at the Laugh Factory. They got a new Laugh Factory in uh, San Diego. Where? So, where is it? Off of Fifth Street. So right where it's like Fifth and oh yes yeah right there on the corner yeah Mm -hmm. so it's it's brand new and just been doing a lot of good stuff there um i just recently did a show with tommy davidson so that was cool we know tommy did you open for him or i hosted i hosted the whole gig oh wow congratulations thank you you. he's a great guy man you know i used to get in trouble for watching him so it was just like seeing that full circle it's like man look (laughs) at this yeah right here the legend you know That's that awesome. awesome. So what's the biggest show you've played in the last year? Do you think mm, that one? That's a tough one because all of them have um, different different sentimental value. Because I just recently did one with uh, Teddy Ray and Lewis Belt. Shout out to them. Um, I've been watching these guys for quite some time, and they actually came down to San Diego, and they did a show, and they asked me to host personally. They found my um, my, my, my Instagram and they were like, okay, we like what you're doing. We've been watching your stuff as well. And so to see that my stuff is getting in the hands of the people that I watch, that means like it's right there. You that know, it's like it. right there. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, so it's just, it's, it's different shows have been inspiring for different reasons. So I have to say the top two would have to be Tommy Davidson and the uh, Teddy Ray and Lewis Belt show. Yeah. What do so, you have coming up? Oh, man, I'm taking a little break right now. My sister's graduating from Virginia State. Shout out my sister, Gabrielle. Oh, Oh, nice. Congratulations. So we're taking some time. We're going out there. We're going to be out there for a little while. But when I come back, I'm going to be working on my own production of a couple shows, um, more towards North County. North County's kind of been shaking a little bit with the comedy scene. There hasn't been many people doing shows out there. Or if they have, they haven't been... um, big productions it's like you know mom and pop barbershop type show so um i've just been looking at a couple theaters um i did one recently at fallbrook theater we like that so we might be returning there but um as far as on the calendar there's nothing coming up just yet we're kind of just taking time to regroup is this your only job like is this how you're making a living oh no i'm all over the place man i'm still doing you know i'm still doing hair um, I'm still, oh, that's right. Yeah, you do hair. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The braids, the fades, oh, all that good stuff. Um, but for the most part, comedy is taking the big chunk. That comedy is, is taking awesome. the big chunk. So it's a lot better because before I was doing like 13 jobs the last year. So now we narrowed it down to like two. Good. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. So, but but at the same time, I, I will have to say that um, I thought that less work meant better, but this year. I've been working harder and it's better. 
things have been harder now, but they're better. Mm-hmm. So it's like for anybody that's listening, that's a common misconception. We always think that less work means better or that, you know, less um, uh, adversity or, you know, objects in the way mm-hmm. is better. But now I have more things that I'm having to, you know, kind of figure it out and sidestep and figure out how to move and overcome things. And But it's better. Things are better. What I know. Yeah. What would be your ultimate, like, what's your goal? What's your, like, dream? The dream is um, I want to get to where it's my own. I want my own studio. I want my own studio. That way I can start helping other comedians, you know, bring their their dreams to life. So if somebody has a movie idea or somebody has a skit idea, we have the resources to make that happen for that person. Like a movie studio or like a... What, I want to be able to do it all oh. from movies, you know, to, to even simple skits or even let's say somebody needs something as simple as a photo shoot done, you know, the way we can do that. But I want just to be able to do everything independent. I don't want to have to keep trying to outsource or go to somewhere else or having to always abide by somebody else's rules because your your hours may be from 10 to 6. What about that great idea I have at 7.30? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? What about that, man? Because that's what, when you get to set your own rules and you get to kind of navigate your own way, you now your 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 potential is limitless. You're, 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 you're not putting any boundaries on yourself. So that's the goal, man. The goal is my own production company slash production studio where I could just start to not only do things for myself, but I can bring on other comedians. Because as I've been doing this, I meet other comedians, but I don't have the resources to help them just yet. So it's like I kind of keep them in the back of my mind. It's like, okay, this person would be awesome as this character. Or this person that's would be nice awesome. That's nice that you, you know, you're a comedian, but you're helping other comedians. Mm-hmm. That that you know, you're giving back. That's the only way you're going to make it. That's the only way you're going to make it. You know, you if you're selfish about anything in life, you're not going to get. I, I'm a firm believer if you get what you put out. I'm a firm believer mm. of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm a firm believer that I've only gotten to where I've gotten to because I've showed so much love and I've sown into other people. Because if you were to ask me, I'll be 31 on the on the 14th. If you was to ask me that if I was to ever, I'll even say at age 15 to make it to 31 from the, the neighborhood I lived in and the things I was going through, I would have never guessed that I would be where I'm at today, even just to be alive. So, but I can also say that I firmly believe that I am alive because of the good that I've sown into people, because of the love that I've given them, being genuine, being sincere, not having hidden agendas, you know, and, and if I have anything, it could be, if I have a sandwich and you're hungry, then guess what? I got half of a sandwich for you, mm-hmm. even if it's not much, just to be able to give. So I'm a firm believer that if you keep doing that, the bigger that you give, the bigger the return. You know, the more that you give, because I've given a little bit and I've gotten a lot back. So now what's going to happen when I give even more? I give something big. Now that's going to be returned. And and how do you want to be remembered? I don't want anybody to be able to say anything negative. Now, of course, you're going to have trolls. You're going to have all of that. But for the most part, how do you want to be remembered? Do you want to be that person that when they when they mention your name, like what did you guys just say? Oh, Cree, we love Cree. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I want that reaction all the time. I want that from people. But how do you get it? You know? Have you always been this way, or did like oh, something no. happen? What what changed? It's just you know what you start to come to a, the conclusion of tomorrow isn't promised and nothing is guaranteed. And if we started thinking like that more, we would value the little things. Just the fact that you make it off the freeway safely, that's a big deal. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Every day, there's a crash on that 805. It never fails Mm -hmm. every day, Mm -hmm. and it could easily be one of us. Mm -hmm. My my Corolla isn't invincible. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, So with that being said, man, it's just as I started to get older and I seen people around me in, in not just past, like, I don't want you to think it's just all, you know, urban gang banging. Like, no, it, it like people having heart conditions that we thought were healthy, that looked good on the outside. And the next thing you know, bam, you know, they, yeah. they've been dealing with heart issues since, you know, the womb and we don't know. And so, you know, I, I've had that happen. I've lost a, a, a good amount of people where it's just like, you know what, I'm not going to continue to let little things get me down or let certain things get in my way of being grateful. I read somewhere, I can't remember where I read it, but it said gratitude and um, like basically negativity cannot live in the same house. Agreed. So that if you're time. grateful, you can't, you can't, the, the negative thoughts and things like that can't, they can't live there either. So it's just like counting the blessings and 
trying to be better. Now, was I always like this to answer your question? No, no. I was a very negative Nancy at one point, but that's because I was a product of my environment, not my imagination. Instead of thinking of what I could be and what I could see and what I could do. Because now it's funny, man. I used to look at the Laugh Factory like that was the Holy Grail. It's like everybody's there. Dave's there. Kevin's there. Everybody's there. And now to the point where not only am I performing there, but first name basis with the GMs and the, the people that are there. So it's like you when you're a product of your imagination, it's, your potential is endless. Have you always been funny? Yes. Were you a funny kid? Yes. Yes. Definitely a little prankster as a baby, as a kid. And I like the fact that looking back, I know because now if I see those traits in other kids, I'll know where to be able to put them or where to direct them. You know, yes, because it's not just the studio. I also want to have a youth center someday. I want to be able to do something like that where kids can now that same kid that's getting into trouble may just need an outlet. He may be a videographer, but he has no video camera to practice on. So how do you know that that's his gift when nobody left him an outlet to express it or to find it? So now it was like a lot of the stuff that not saying I would get into trouble, but I was always my imagination was always at work. <laughs> my <laughs> imagination was always at work. And so with that being said, it's like now that I can see that and notice it in other kids, now we can start to direct them and get them on the ball before. Because for me, comedy was an accident. I, I I always wanted to do stand-up, but I never knew how to start. Yeah, like what was your first stand-up experience like? I was 19 and I was at Maricosta College and it was the first Black Student Union Conference and we had nothing ready. The food wasn't ready. Our keynote speaker wasn't there. Only thing set up was the microphone and speakers and all the guests were on time. Every last, it was like 11 different (laughs) schools. Everybody was there. All these kids is like entertainers. And so my uh, sociology professor, shout out Dr. Bruce Hoskins, he goes, Cree, go up there and install them. And I was just a roadie. I'm just a ham. I'm just helping plug in and pick up and move boxes. I wasn't nobody to be on stage. And I was like, me, what, what do I say? And he was like, just, just go, go up there. And I went up there and I did about 45 minutes of freestyle comedy, just stalling. And it went crazy. Like even now telling the story gives me goosebumps. Mm. It was amazing. Wait, 45 minutes of just completely off the hook. Off, off the That's tongue. amazing. That that is a lot of time. Off the is incredible. Like anyway, time. but 45 <laughs> minutes, that is a massive amount of time to fill. Yeah. When you think of a joke or, I mean, are you always thinking about funny things? Oh, yeah, and and how do time. you craft, how do you craft a stand up? Like, how do you craft your. I like to reach in personal experiences because that's what's real. That's what's going to be. That's what's going to get last because you're not the only one to notice it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You're not the only one to notice it. And half the time there's somebody that wants to say what you're going to say, but doesn't know how to say it doesn't know how to get it out so when you craft a joke that hits hard like I talk about how dating is in in doing like online dating is you don't know what you're gonna get but everybody knows that feeling because now that's what it's kind of moving towards it's very rare when you meet somebody because people are starting to learn less and less how to communicate with each other yeah except for on a screen Yes, you know I agree. I done met plenty of people where it's like they didn't say nothing. And then, you know, next thing you know, you get a DM and it's like paragraphs. You're like, wait, what was all this? <laughs> yeah. I know. When I could reach you, True. you know. So now when I talk about stuff like that, people, they, they see it and they get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just that that's it. It's, I'm very observant and I'm just I just talk about the world around me. Is there any comedy that you find that's not funny? Because I know there's comedians out there that people think are hilarious and I'll tune in and see it. And I'm thinking, I don't get it. I don't get it. They're mean. They're so vulgar that it's almost. You know what? I, I, I hear you. I definitely hear you. Cause I, I'm, I'm around all types of comedy where I'm like, bro, <laughs> this footage is going to come back to haunt you. Like this is one of the things you're trying to get canceled. You really try to. Yeah. So there's some people who I don't get it, but at the same time, I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time shutting that down because somewhere that you may not be aware, there's a dude in a basement in Moscow that loves it. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's the yeah. greatest. So it's like, you can't always, it may not, I'll say it's just not for me, right. but maybe there's a, there's a market for him somewhere because I don't do that type of comedy. I can't, I've, I did one dirty set in my, my, my standup career. And when I listened to it played back, it made me cringe. Oh, I couldn't, no. but it got big laughs it though, did? but it wasn't me. It right. wasn't okay. me. And you I was like, yourself. man, I don't want this to be 
immortalized. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't yeah. want to be able to, because I know there's going to come a point in time when hearing myself, even at that moment, I didn't like hearing myself. But I'm like, as I get older, I'm definitely not going to want to hear myself talking like that. Right. I'm like, oh, gosh, I was young. You know, how do I explain yeah. that to grandchildren? Like, right. you know yeah, for sure. Granddaddy was trying to make it, you know? <laughs> so, What do you think about like a Netflix um, special? Do you think, is that something you want to do? You know what? Or that's, strive for? That's the goal, but I'm not waiting on it. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah. I, I say it all the time. I, I speak it into existence to myself. I say it so much. People think it's going to happen. I'm like, Netflix coming soon. They're like, oh, yeah, when are you doing that? I'm like, I don't know. Just Netflix That's coming cool. soon. That's cool. I like that. But at the same time, I'm not going to be one of those people that wait on Netflix because if I have the resources to film my own special, guess what I'm going to do? Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Creeflix coming soon. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm going to do my own thing because when you wait on others, you're going to, you're going to, that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to be waiting. Right. You know, my, my whole life I've had to kind of get things on my own. I've had to always, you know, I'm talking 16. I, I switched schools by myself, you know, forged my mom's signature. Like, boom, I'm switching to school. I'm going over here. Cause I knew they had what I needed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Making grown decisions. So if I would have waited my life, man, I'd still be waiting. There's, yeah. there'd be things I'd still be waiting for at 16 years old, waiting on people. I've always had to go and get it myself. So that's a nice, um, that's a nice goal, but I also overstand the fact that it may not happen if I wait on Netflix. I need to make more noise to where Netflix comes and see what I'm doing. Not I go to Netflix, Netflix comes to me. Yo, who is this guy, Cree Russian, we've been hearing about? Right. We've been seeing his skits. We've been seeing it. We need to go over there and see what's going on. That's what you do. Most people burn out because they, they try to hike the hill of Hollywood. And it's endless. Yeah, <laughs> the hill of Hollywood imagine, yeah. is it's, it's a treadmill. You know, you just climb and climb it and it's, it's endless. So instead of going to Hollywood, you need to make Hollywood come to you. You need to work and you need to grind and you need to make sure that your legend reaches past you. Because now you can do that. You know? Yeah. Some, some kid falls and, you know, slips and busts his head in China and it gets a million views. How do we see it? From the phone. So it works both ways. Yeah. Make yours go over there to where now they're watching you over in China. Now they watching you over in Greece. Now they watching you over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the thing, man. Yes, we want Netflix, but I'm not waiting on Netflix. You I know? understand what you're saying. Yeah, totally. Is there? I mean, I don't know if this is okay to ask, but like, can you do some new stuff with us? Can you like break it up or just like do a little comedy set right now? Ooh, is that something that like you could tough, do on the fly? That's a tough one. I mean, I could. Or is there anything I'm, you've been working on that you want to try? I'm working on some things, man, but I don't uh, I don't want to just do it just yet because then if they see me in public, they'd be like, we heard that already. Um, I'm trying to think of what I could give you guys, man. Give that's us old a, stuff. That's a tough one. Even the old stuff, man, because I'm still using some of the old <laughs> stuff, man. I am. <laughs> Well, because we want to promote uh, this. Let's do okay. something funny. Let's bust something out and then Let's we'll see. be able to like, okay. maybe this will be the thing that well, Netflix or Hollywood sees. You never know. You don't you, know. You never know. Right? Um, okay. So I'll touch on a little more, right? I talked about online dating. Um, I said online dating was a fiasco for me, right? Because I read my profile back to myself and I sounded like Will Smith and I'm legend. It was like, please, if there's anyone out there, I can provide food. I can provide shelter. <laughs> I can provide half the rent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then I talk, and then, and then as well, I noticed my standards was getting low because I caught myself checking out a homeless woman at a red light. And I was just oh. checking out a homeless woman. I was checking her out like how your old uncle checks out an old school car. Like, that's not bad. A little bit of work. She'll be right by summer. <laughs> you know? Then I started yeah. talking to myself. I said, how would I even holler at a homeless chick? Because you don't have to be smooth. You can come with the bare necessities and be the man. Like, what's up, girl? Got that food and water at the house. You got a bed. When's the last time you slept in a bed? Tempur-Pedic if you need it. Or do I approach her like a wounded animal with food? I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Leave a whole trail, <laughs> Oh, you know, all the way God. to the house. You're mine now. I rescued you. Yeah. <laughs> when you, like, host, when you, like, you're really good at that hosting and like that's when i saw you in yes. that weird like yes back alley i mean i'm sure you've played some crazy yes. ass yes. places yes. but that was one of them you know what the top tier i did an abandoned building in downtown la like we had to step over like crack pipes and oh no crack heads and we went all the way to the top we went all the way to the roof to have it and it was a little less abandoned at the top but yeah. i was like 
if there's a fire, we are done. This will be <laughs> the downtown LA comedian massacre. Oh, There'll be like no. 14 comedians burned to death from a crack pipe that got loose. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh my but God. But that was one of the greatest experiences. That's when I was like, yo, I, and that was during like the shutdown. So I'm like, man, I'm out here risking COVID. I'm out here risking hepatitis and lockjaw. And we done climbed <laughs> through this window and I, I done stepped on like 10 crack pipes oh, to get to this. And that's when I was God. like, oh yeah, we really love this. We really love, and, and there's no power either. So it's dark. You only have the sunlight that's shining through shattered windows. And you, you climb and climb and climb. And we climbed all the way. And I was like, this just seems like the start of a bad B horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like it just, I was like, nobody knows we're here. We just, we just going to risk it all. All of us <laughs> is ready to die over this comedy. So that was one of my definitely jankiest shows where I, I it was a quiet ride home. I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> Where I was get, I? I? I really was like, I can't get to the shower quick enough. Oh my I gotta God. scrub this off of me. I don't know if you ever been in an abandoned building in LA, but it's it is a cornucopia of germs. It oh. is oh, an incubator yeah, of just you like, ugh, this is ugh. You're like, is that urine? What's oh, a little no, urine? Not is I mean. that. You know it's urine. You know it's urine. <laughs> with a pile of doo doo to go with it. It was a cold combo. Oh my you just God, know. I would you just um, know and you can't make a face because that's somebody's home you got to respect it you know or else the whole clan of homeless people just band together and the next thing you know you're getting hit with recycled bottles and oh carts boy. and you know what i'm saying so has anybody ever thrown anything on stage oh man i wish i oh, wish really? man that way i could cut loose give me an excuse like i don't know where this whole like Will Smith of audience members and Dave Chappelle attacks come from. What's but up with this? I've never had, I wish it would happen to me. I really Why? do. No, but Which you know. That would make good publicity. Because no, none, none of these comedians are really like, because you run up on me, something's getting broke. Something's getting a jaw, a nose, and they'll be like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, he's really from where he say he's from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, on, that, on that front, that is something that I think a lot of comedians thought about when this happened was does that mean that it's kind of giving people if they don't like a joke that they can just run up and punch no, somebody you know what i say know? this it's not that it's just now happening it's just now getting recorded that's mm-hmm. all it is these smaller shows this definitely has happened i did one in hollywood that it got out of hand and i was just like yeah this is about right you see where we're at like it's it looks nice but the surrounding area is still very much run up and punchy. So it's not that it's new. It's just that it's it's now getting filmed. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's not new. It's just now getting filmed. Because, you know, I, I think years ago, and there was a documentary about it called Heckler. I don't know if you ever saw it. No, I have to about, check that out. Um, com- they had a ton of comedians on, and it was a documentary, and it was how they dealt with people heckling them. I'm going to have to check that. And, it says it's called Heckler? Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll check and it was fascinating but now it's i mean it just seems like this is a whole nother thing that's thrown into the mix you get heckled ever um a couple people have tried it people kind of know better now yeah you know i've kind of paid my dues but you've always got that one person and you you have to make an example of them a heckler is like an open wound you know and if you don't secure it you will bleed out on stage because oh. if you don't get that person then this person has something to say then this person thinks they could take you then so how do you, you shut it down oh man you gotta I, I you know what i don't know how to put it without it sounding gruesome it has to be like a shotgun headshot, like obliterated, blam! You have to come back with a joke that's so vicious and so cold that this person says, "Well, wait, this ain't my best outfit. Let me oh. not say nothing. Let me be quiet." You, it has to be like that, man. I remember there was this one girl, man. She had on um, it was like a pleather jacket, right? And she was trying to heckle me, and I was like, "If you don't shut up wearing that big glad bag with strings on it, it was, it, <laughs> it was." And I had oh. to get her. I had to get her. It was, and once I did that, it was like everybody else was like, "Oh, oh, let us." Let us be quiet, you know. Yeah. Now she over here taking the jacket off, trying to fold it and sit on it, you know. So it has to be like that with hecklers. But that's also a part of the game. Mm-hmm. One thing you have to realize about this game is you cannot take nothing personal. Right. It's not personal. It's not. you just the person on the stage that it's happening to. Mm-hmm. But it's not. If it wasn't Chris Rock that was going to get slapped, it was going to be Kevin Hart that got slapped. It was going to be somebody else. That got, it was just that time. And I don't even think it was for that moment. This man is he's been going through something. So it's obviously that's that's a lot of times the things that happen to you or that people bring to your table, it's not even something that you did. It's something that they dealing with in their life. Right. You, can, you know? Yeah. That's something that he dealing with. That's yeah. not and in if anything, it wasn't a big deal to me. People get slapped every day. He'll be all right. 
You didn't got slapped by his mama. It wasn't a big deal. You didn't. It wasn't a big. You don't think it hurt Chris Rock at all? You know, it's like people get slapped every single day. We got bigger problems. That's not the first time he got slapped. It's not going to be the last time he got slapped. Do you know how many times Laura slaps me? Front hand, back hand. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It happens frequently. But you know what I'm saying? I just feel like there's so many other things going. Like that thing broke the internet. That's what bothered me. Oh yeah. And when something breaks the internet. Like, because I'll be honest with you, I'm two YouTube videos away from a tinfoil hat. And I'm talking about like fedora, like fedora tinfoil cocked. I'm 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 a conspiracy theorist all the way. Really? So when something breaks the Internet, that's really not that important. I'm like, what are they hiding? What's really going on? Because people get slapped every day. And then the way it kind of shifted, because before that, it was all about what's going on, you know, with Ukraine. Right. And then Chris Rock gets slapped. And now you don't hear no more about that. And you don't hear no more about. COVID, and you'll hear no more about what else? Yeah, tell you know me what, what other conspiracy theories do you believe in? Well, I don't want to come up missing, but uh, oh, <laughs> wow, you I don't want to come up missing, but that's definitely something where I won't say it pertains to a specific conspiracy, but I feel like when something breaks the internet, that's really not that big of a deal. There's something else that's being hidden. That's why I like feel. who's hiding it? I don't know. I don't want to meet them. <laughs> I don't want to meet them. Right? I'm just trying to get enough money to where I can build my 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 bunker. Yeah, you know? right. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it when it all pops off, you know, people are gonna need a, a leader with a good beard. You know, yeah. I feel like I could be like the Black Rick Grimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you would lead with positivity and giving back. That's what we need ah, for to a, to a certain extent. This okay. is the apocalypse we're talking about okay. here. So, you know, if you don't want to take your shift to watch Grain, somebody's definitely probably gonna get shot like in front of everybody too. Anybody else want to not watch Grain? Okay, let's get back to this Christmas play. Like we, <laughs> I would. Definitely rule with an iron fist. This positive Cree is not apocalypse Cree because you got to keep a tight. It only takes one person to, to get the crops like just burnt to the ground. Out of 10 shows, <laughs> how many shows do you think you bomb? Have do you bomb any? Oh, man. You know what? There was one and it was um, it was bad. It was at a retirement home. Oh, okay. Well, there, oh, well, there's, there's that. But, but here's the thing. I thought I was going to be doing like the assisted living, like, you know, G-pop and they still lively yeah. and want to like hug you and bake cookies. This was for um, hospice. Oh, you know? geez. What? They on their way out. You know what I'm saying? If life is a movie, they're at the credits and we're not talking about the ones in the beginning either. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So it was like, they I, they don't want to beat it. You don't want to hear no young punk whose legs work still and he's up there telling jokes and they couldn't hear me and it was... It was oh bad because one God, guy. That's brutal. Oh, it gets wow. worse. There was one guy in a wheelchair. And uh, this is when I knew it was going real bad. He tried to stand up. Oh. He tried to stand up. <laughs> and, every, and and all the caregivers, like, they jumped back. And one was like, he hasn't done that in 10 years. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, it's that bad the way he tried to muster the street. He was like, I, I know I can't walk, but I won't stand for this. Like, <laughs> it was, that's when I knew. Once again, quiet ride home. It was like, oh, Lord, like, is this what you want for me? Is this what, how's this supposed to be going? But that was definitely one of the, but I learned a valuable lesson that day. No matter how bad it's going, right, you got, you got three options when, it, when it's going bad. You got three options. One, you can acknowledge it's going bad, which people respect. That, that, that brings a laugh. Yeah, you that does a, bring a laugh. Man, y'all didn't like that one. That brings a laugh. Mm-hmm. You got to acknowledge it. Two, you can, if, if it merits it and you're able to, give the room back its time. If I'm supposed to do eight and I see it's going wrong at five, Give them that three back, bro. Oh, the, it, cut it get, short. Cut it short. Mm-hmm. Get yourself out. Good night. And you know what I'm saying? Get out of there. Or if you can't do that, if that's not an option, keep rolling. Because I was paid for 30 minutes, and I did 30 minutes, and it was a long 30 minutes. It felt like my tie got tight, my gums got dry, and I was just, the walls was closing in, and oh, it just seemed man. like, it just felt like all the elders were bigger than me. Like, it was just like. <laughs> Have so, you ever been on stage where you're th- you're doing your set and you blank? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This imagination is wild, especially if something happens. Like we had one lady, she was heckling and she was she was really rude. And all of a sudden her stool breaks out of nowhere. That was broke. And and it wasn't just any stool. It was one of those like metal industrial like factory steel stools that's not supposed to break. And she wasn't a heavy lady either. It just broke. And I was like, look at God. Like, you can't tell me God doesn't exist. That stool is supposed to survive an atomic bomb, you know, <laughs> and it just couldn't bear the weight of rudeness. Yeah. So screw the joke after that. Now we have to address this and what we've just seen, because sometimes what's happening in the moment is better than routine. 
yeah, I got a good routine, but I got to address that. That is hilarious. You're like your black heart was so heavy. Man, what? It, it just crunched. Cr- what? Under the yeah. stool. Like, what? Like, it just, and it was random, too. It wasn't like it gave, like, a, a giving squeak or something before. It just, ma- just bam, just disintegrated. I would have not been able to stop laughing. Oh, we all fell out. Especially oh. since she was so rude, because I was close to last. It was about, like, eight comics. I think I was, like, number six or seven. And she had been giving everybody the blues. And people kind of didn't want to go back and forth with her. You know, she was an elder and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm the type of person, you, you, if you manly enough to say it, you can definitely, if you can dish it, you can take it. Mm-hmm. I had a handicapped dude try to heckle me one time. Like, I'm talking gimpy walk, everything, like slurred speech. And I went back with him. I had you did? To, everybody was like, oh, and I was like, he threw the first punch. Come yeah. on, y'all. Y'all know where we at. Equal, equality. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Because he cut, man, he cussed me out. He gave, it, it's on my YouTube, man, if y'all ever want to oh check it out. God. Oh, it's, definitely. It's, it's, it's literally titled Cree Rushing and then Dash, anybody can get it. And so, <laughs> and he, and he, and it was funny. We ended up being cool after that, man. But yeah, he, I'm not going to. I'm not going to baby him for, you know what I'm saying? Because he probably been getting babied his whole life. Mm-hmm. And if it's one thing I know, especially working in that field, they don't want to be baby. They want to be treated. They want their independence. Yeah. So he came there for a good show and to throw a jab, I threw a jab right back. Nothing crazy. Of course not. But, you know, it was all in good fun. All in good fun. Well, you know, it's it's funny because in this documentary that I was telling you about, the hecklers always look like that a-holes you know i mean most mm. of the people around them are like yeah oh come on <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah shut up yeah. yeah do you have a paper when you go up on stage ever no, do you look at notes no sometimes I'll, I'll write it down on my phone if it's brand new and i really want to get like crowd response sometimes i have notes on my phone but for the most part i try not to because um I don't want to take nothing away. When I see other comedians do it, they spend so much time looking down at their phone that it almost takes away from the experience. Mm -hmm. People want to see you. They want to, when you connect with somebody in the audience, you can almost see them light up like, yo, he's he's talking to me right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you, it takes away from the experience where you put your head down or you start searching. Because there's been times where I had some notes and I couldn't find the joke that I wanted to reference. Mm -hmm. And I just said, screw it. Okay, we're just going, because I'm not going to sit there and try to find it, try to find it, try to find it. Because then, People are going to be looking at you like, what are you doing? What do you, It takes away from the experience. So you just kind of just keep rolling with it. But I try not to. I try not to have um, anything up there with me. For, for the most part, my phone is recording. Either my phone's getting video or it's getting audio. But um, I try not to have anything with me because you never know, man. When, when Netflix calls, you're not going to have your notes. You're not going to have. You're not, you might be somewhere in a, in a coffee shop and there's three execs and they're like, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What you going to do? You know, you always got to be ready. Well, I think that's part of the beauty of comedy is it never seems that it's written, you know, that it's just, it's very off the cuff. It's very honest. It's very, but are you, you, is that something that you practice? Like, do you practice a 30 minute set and are you completely prepared or is it, or is it off the cuff? Somewhat. You practice somewhat, but I'm funny everywhere. So I could be talking to somebody in the line at Walmart in I've said something that made them laugh, and I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Let me go ahead and, you know, make a note of that. Yeah. I, I try, and it, and it comes off as basic conversation, but I've tried plenty of jokes out and bits and things. You know, I say stuff to try to see how people react. If I'm in a long line, I say something out loud to see if it gets a snicker. Like, man, this line longer than Jesus' hair. You know, say something groovy. If it, if it makes somebody laugh or somebody smart, I'm like, okay, that's a good one to keep. Okay, that's something to write down. <laughs> okay. That's something. But I mean, I don't practice it too. I practice, but not too much, man, because. I want it to be natural. I want it to be like a conversation. I want it to be that like funny friend that you're with. I want it to be intimate. But at the same right. time, I don't want it to be too rugged because I respect the art. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want it to just be all rugged and it's not formatted. I want even other comedians to be able to see me and be like, yo, that was a good set. Uh, everything was for his callback jokes and, you know, his rule of three and things like that. I want it to be to where it could be respected on both ends. What's the, what's the rule of three? Oh, man, um, is, there's a couple of them. There's like, um, it could be like normal, normal, extreme, you know? So you could say, oh, I knew the relationship was over when, you know, she started texting other people and started coming home late and she started shooting at me. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like, it's one of those <laughs> oh, where it's okay. like, it starts off something so minimal and then it gets big or it could be two extremes and then a small, you know? So it's like that or, you know, just... They say that rule of three for comedy, you know, if you're going to build up to a joke, 
and you'll say, you know, it'll have like three openings before the actual joke. So things like that, man, that just um, other comedians can see and respect. And it, and it helps you. It's, it's an art form. So you should study. You should read. You should um, study who's a great to you. Not so you could be just like them, but so that you can see how they took something and made it their own and then you make it your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you stand up and do your fun dance? I love when you post this on Instagram. No. It makes me so happy. No. no. There's not enough space. There's no music. Right there. No. Do, I'm not I'm going doing to it. take out my I phone. I'm not doing it. No. You are ma'am. so cute when She's you do really it. Listen, bossy. I'm in my coveralls. I am putting on my I video. I'm not doing it. No, man. You're going to have a video what, of me sitting. Look. You have a video of me sitting. Netflix is Netflix I'm is going not, to Netflix is not <laughs> Netflix is going no, to ma'am. somehow come upon no, this ma'am. podcast. Listen, listen, you know you my girl in a bag of pearls, but it is not happening in this little space. It's not. Because there's not enough room? No, it's just not the invite. This is not it. It's not the vibe? It's not the vibe. There's a vibe to it, an essence. You don't just set up a pole and be like, hey, strip. You don't do that. There's a well, vibe. Well, now, let's not. You know, <laughs> come on! I thought that was something that's that you—that's your like no. little signature move. It is my signature. Now I will say it definitely is my signature. But I've been doing that since the fifth grade. That's always been my thing. You know. Well, then but why can't you do it right just, now? That's t- crazy. Like right here? No, no. I would. Okay, no, you know what? Mother's no. Day was on Sunday. <laughs> She's working every I angle. I feel Creed. like Man. you respect a good mother. I do. And I do. I feel like I I'm do. a good mother. And just just wish her a happy belated Mother's that Day. That is right. Happy belated Mother's Day. <laughs> Thank you. You're amazing. You are great. You Remember are wonderful. what you said about giving? Yes. That would be great if you but gave I, me that little. I already gave you the greatest gift and that is time. You can't get that back. You can always get this dance anytime, but time. Watch this. That second gone, never getting it back. And I give to you. Hey, Kane. It's true. It's true. You gave me your what? Sorry to interrupt, but I'm starting to sweat again. Oh, God. Come on. All right. Then look up Cree Rushing on Instagram. And look up his dance. His little dances are make you so happy. They'll make you smile. Before you before you go, there was a there was a um, there was a question that you were building up to about you said hosting. Yeah. I never. I remembered. I, I wanted to hear what you were going to say because you said you saw me hosting in that janky basement that had the crazy vent that could have fell on and anybody. You were so good. You were so off the cuff, and you were. It was so. It was like it seemed easy to you to do that. Mm, and you. is that something like you might want to do for? I mean, is that do you like doing the hosting more than doing a set? Is that something you enjoy? They both have their um their pros. So I like doing, I like headlining, not to be all about. Is that where the money is? It's not even just that. When you have more time, the jokes are different. I could ca- I could walk you guys down to the funny. When you kind of only got 10 minutes, like, okay, get there, get there now. But when you have that time, you could take your time and you can really, like, it, it's, just, it's just different. You could really get there instead of just being on a time crunch like, oh, there's the light. 15 minutes, okay. 30 minutes, man. Now now I have time to really build my storytelling joke. But with hosting, I like hosting as well because it's like you keep coming back. You keep coming back and things are happening. So now when a comedian gets off and you're coming back to host and introduce the next one, now you have new stuff to talk about. And it's all about you keeping the energy up. In case that last comedian didn't do what they were supposed to do, Mm -hmm. then you keep the energy up. So I love both. But, I mean, if, if I could choose between you know, opening or doing 10 minutes. I always want a headline. I always do. What is the, what was the most lucrative gig you've had? Mm. Oh man. You know, it's funny. It's not even like the clubs. It's mostly doing these events for, um, shout out to Gil Soto. Gil Soto does a lot of good stuff around the city. He's got, um, a couple events, one called be about it, where he partners, um, artists with nonprofits and things like that. Those, the clean sets and the clean gigs, those are the most lucrative, you know, until you start building up and becoming a household name, then the clubs become, you know, more lucrative. But for the most part, these, these churches and these, um, these, these clean nonprofit gigs, those are where, those are the most lucrative. So those, 
you know, I don't want to say any prices just in case he hasn't blessed the same people with that same number. Yeah, you know what I I'm saying? Yeah, just, totally. You know, and then it's like, get your hand on my wallet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but those are the best that and it is just rewarding, too, man. I love clean comedy because it has its own its own special lane. Anybody can make sex funny. It's already fun. The act itself is goofy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. Like the act itself is, and there's so many ways it can go wrong, especially on the male side. You know what I'm saying? You just, my man ain't hollering at me today. I don't know what's going on. That There's so many things that you can make funny, but to be clean and to not curse and to still and not be corny. I'm not, a corny, I'm not a corny comic. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of these diddly diddly do like the flounders. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to be that because clean comics always get that 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 stigma attached to them. Like, oh, he clean. He's corny. No, I'm hitting just know, as hard. Angela Johnson is hilarious and she's clean. Angela Johnson. I'm she does the nail salon. See, oh my god she is hilarious it must be hard to do clean comedy that must she's really really funny and she does really clean comedy it it forces you to pull from somewhere else Mm -hmm. and that's what i like um i had a a teacher that was close to me vernell cole mr cole he was he was more like your uncle than a teacher he gave me way more than any any course could ever taught me he taught me about life and he said profanity is a crutch for those that fail to express themselves and but I mean at the same time he cuts you out. But anyway, <laughs> but what's funny was I I always thought about that and I was like okay and I applied my comedy to that like okay I don't have to be vulgar I don't have to do this I can I can still get there and I can get there and be funny it I just need to work a little harder I just gotta use my imagination yeah. a little more to get there and that's what's gonna set me apart from everybody else because like I said anybody can be vulgar. And it'd be funny. It gets laughs. It's like a fart. A fart always gets laughs, except for in an elevator, you know, because now <laughs> yeah. you got to smell it. It's right there. But a fart in a bank, oh, it's going down. No matter how stressful it is, everybody's going to be like, huh. When I have farted around Laura, it gets <laughs> nothing but laughter. Oh, God, stop. Always. the worst. 100%. Um, and you are a man of God. That's why. You are you know, a clean comic, and you, you. Um, but do you. I, I would like to think I would still be, even if I wasn't. I would hope. I would hope that I would still be because I don't like like when you when you say a man of God, like I'm not the typical like, oh, let us pray. And no, somebody will get slapped first and then we'll pray for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, then, and then I'll be like, forgive me if I wasn't supposed to slap him. But you you hear me. You, you know what I'm saying? I'm not one of those. Once again, I'm not corny. I just I live by a different set of morals that I, I, I need to be put in check. This imagination that's also good has a lot of crazy stuff going on. You get what I'm saying? And it keeps me in check. It keeps me in balance because if not, who knows what I'd be doing. If I didn't think that there was a higher power to answer to, I'd probably be living reckless. And that's just me being honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because for a long time, I didn't think to always live a righteous life or to get things legally because I I was surrounded by people that was doing illegal activities and they looked like they were thriving. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But when you think about what I said, you get out what you put in. So they out here robbing. Next thing you know, they family started getting robbed. They out here selling drugs. Next thing you know, their favorite auntie is on drugs. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Things that was happening, even if it doesn't happen to you directly, it's going to happen to somebody that it, that's close to you and it's going to affect you. Now you have to look that, that spirit in the face. Now you have to deal with what you've sown and what you've put out and who you've hurt. It's going to come back. I don't care who you are. You pay for it in this life or the next. I'm a firm believer in karma. that. So I wouldn't even say karma because I feel like karma leaves a gap. I really do. I feel like karma kind of leaves a gap open and I can't explain why. I just always felt like that left a gap open. I don't, I, I don't have any reasoning behind it because it sounds just like you reap what you sow. It sounds mm-hmm. just like it, but I always felt like there was a gap. I just felt like when you say this is going to happen, no, regardless, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause I don't know if karma mentions the afterlife. Does karma mention the afterlife? No, I don't. Exactly. So you may think that you you may be eight years old thinking you got away with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> On your deathbed, Uh-oh. like, oh, we, we had a good run. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. And so that's why I think, like, there's a gap. Oh, look at that, man. You just helped me get there. There's, that's why I feel like the gap is because I do believe there's an afterlife. You know, science says that what? Energy can't be destroyed nor created. So what happens to this energy that's in me? What do you think happens to it? What happens to it? Do you know? Do you think you know? I believe you go somewhere and there's going to be somebody waiting. I'll say that. You're going to go somewhere and there's going to be somebody waiting like, (laughs) we need to talk. But I firmly believe that because this is just that, right? The the nerves that it takes to send from my brain, tell my hand, ain't do this. That's magic. That's 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 energy. That's electricity. You're right. Where does it go? Where does it go Uh when you die? Where does it go? 
Yeah. You know? I know where it's going to go when I die. Where? I'm going to ha- just hover around you. <laughs> you are? Like Casper the ghost. Yeah. I don't plan on dying for a while. I wish, I, wish, I wish you could pick what you did like that. Like, I wish you could pick somebody. Like, they could ask you, like, hey, who'd you want? Because there's a couple oh, bullies that could definitely get, like, oh, yeah. their glasses knocked over for the rest <laughs> of their life. There's a couple. There's only a couple people on my list, and I would, I would just make their lives better miserable right oh right. yeah as uh-huh. you should but you in the afterlife you're not thinking like that you're more like higher you're higher I like level to think i would right. still be myself oh, yes i would totally be high I'm, all, I'm not gonna lie that's one thing i definitely gotta floating? work on I'm, are you like i want revenge that's one thing i have to work on like when i get cut <laughs> no. off on the freeway i have to talk to myself like Cree, let it go let it go you know because i always want revenge. i'm not gonna lie to you i'm a person that wants if you do something to me i always want to do something either equal or greater and that's how you can't be like that. No, you can't. I, you'll drive I'd yourself make, crazy. I'd make sure there was lots of fresh dog poop right at the front door. <laughs> oh, God. Stuff. That would be perfect. You got to get boys. it out the bag, though. That way it could just be like, I threw this away. How did this get it? Just, uh, you know, see, you have to get it out the bag. It can't be fresh around, on the pad. Things, it has to be things on poop fire. that was accounted for. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, this I is in the bottom of the trash. other houses. <laughs> exactly. I don't even have you know? a dog. How did this happen? <laughs> that's... That now you're on to something. I didn't <laughs> know there was elephants around here. What? Right. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. No, see, now you're being greedy because that's too big to like hover. Oh, I figure just it hovering, out. Like I somebody's it gonna out. notice there's a there's a piece of doo hovering on the five. Oh, so now we're genies. I thought we were just <laughs> ghosts. I thought we were just we're ghosts, hovering, man. We're flying. Well, what we are we doing? Did. We could do anything. <laughs> you got to pick your ghost superpower, okay, and stick with it. I'm thinking you got to physically pick it up and move it. I was like, man, those zookeepers are going to have fun with that surveillance footage. Yeah, I know. It's just floating right there. All the way out the gate. Giant pile. Just giant pile floating out the gate. What do we do? (laughs) Don't touch it. Cree, it's been so so great having you on. I love that you just talk about positivity and giving back. It's so great. I love it. And it's so true. Is there anything you want to say to end this? Yes, most definitely, man. I'm pretty sure I say this. This is something I always say, but I don't care what it is that you want to do in life. If it's your passion, if you truly believe it's your calling, do it. I don't care if you want to be a solar panel on a roof. You be the best solar panel you can and turn with the sun, do whatever it is. Because at the end of the day, you were the only one that's going to be responsible for how you lived your life and how you spent your time. So do it doing something that you love because once we're out of here, we're out of here. Hey, Nick, go get my pole. (laughs) <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You don't have it with you. Well, it's in my trunk, and I'm. Is that what we call it now? Okay. See, look, you could maybe invent the first like it looks like a blind man cane, but it's like a strong stripper pole oh, man. for like anything on it. Exactly, yeah. bam, daredevil, oh. daredevil stripper, bam. You know what I'm saying? It, like. like Hooks to the I'm ceiling. I'm saying, man, for anything. Because, look, then you could you'd be able to, like, maneuver around. You know, you get hired for, like, a private gig at an office. And they think that genius. you're just, like, the tech guy. And bam! And music come <laughs> on. Like, I'm telling you. And then if it's a Bluetooth pole or something. Uh, My God, that you could sync to your phone. And that's have what your, I'm saying. You see, mine's pour you. some sugar on see? me. Oh, God, Eric. Oh, Who's going to see you Don't let Elon Musk hear this. What? Who's going to want to see you oh, grinding so, on a pole? So many... Like listen, tens of people. Listen, all I'm going to say yeah. is, if you get paid, I need my cut. That's all I'm going to say. Right? That, I need that my is cut genius. I will that was cut birth you in. Right here. For it was sure. Birth right here. I will do it. We say something at the end of our podcast, um, and I say it first, and then will you say it after we lock out with us? Of course. In the meantime, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Amazon store. Check out our Instagram, our Facebook, our bio. There are links on there. And Nick, thank you so much for being our co-host this week. We loved it. And Daniel, thank you for being our producer um, on the fly. It was great. And with that, love your podcast. Love your podcast. Love your podcast. Nick. (laughs) I'm too busy with Instagram. Love your podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Love you, my sweet babies. Bye.